Hello, welcome to 10 Minutes Together. I am going to just jump right into Psalm 23. This is a super, very, very well-known psalm, uh, and you'll probably recognize it. A psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So I literally just flipped my Bible open and, <laughs> to this psalm, and that is how I chose this. Uh, and I've been working through the text here, trying to bounce off the Hebrew and whatnot, and uh, just to try to... I, I'm super familiar with this psalm, as you probably are, but there's kind of a lot going on here that kind of really just expands this short uh, psalm of David. And uh, so we're going to jump right in here in the first three verses. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We lay down by green pastures, led beside still waters, restores my soul, leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So we have green pastures, we have still waters, we have the restoration of our soul, uh, of our soul, the nefesh, spirit, whatever. And then we have ourselves being led in paths of righteousness for his, the Lord's, name's sake. Uh, to me, I see an Edenic landscapes, a little bit of Garden of Eden reminiscing going on here with uh, all of these kind of peaceful images, green pastures, still waters, um, laying down by the still waters, restoring my soul, being led on the paths of righteousness for the namesake of the Lord. And the namesake, uh, I'm just speculating here, but to think of that phrase, I'm being led in righteousness for his name's sake. Uh, I'm wondering if there isn't the divine image language going on here. The We are being led in righteousness, that is, being led to live righteously um, for the sake of the reputation of the Lord. Um knowing kind of what we know from Genesis 1, where we're introduced to the image language, the, the uh, image of God language. Uh, I wonder if this is not hearkening back to that. I don't know. I don't know. Not a Hebrew scholar, but it does have me thinking sort of on those lines. Uh, continuing, we go to verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This is maybe like a, the one of the more super well-known verses of all of the Bible. 
Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Very common, very popular. Uh, so I, I got in here on my kind of my Bible tool software, Accordance, and did a look into the valley of the shadow of death to figure out what what the Hebrew is there and what that uh, is is referencing. Um, and what we have is the word, uh, two words combined for the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, it's the, uh, it's the tselem and ma'ot. So you have death wrapped in there, but I, I just did a little search here and, uh, what I found was this word in particular is used a few times uh, throughout the Bible. So Isaiah 9-2, the people who walked in the darkness have seen a great light, but that's not the word. So those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shone. Jeremiah 2-6 uh, goes down, down, in the land of drought and deep darkness... Jeremiah 13, 16. Uh, While you look for light, he turns it into gloom and makes it deep darkness. Amos 5, 8. He made the Pleiades and and Orion and turns deep darkness into mourning. Uh, And then you come to Psalm 23. So it, it... it looks like to be metaphorical language, obviously, uh, but it, it has very much to do with light and darkness. So, uh, you know, death is actually in the word, but it but playing off of light and dark metaphor, which, you know, going back, would work for that sort of creation cosmological like narrative where you have this ultimate ordering of the cosmos by God. Uh, and light and dark separating good and bad, evil, and, uh, righteousness and unrighteousness. So maybe something there. I will fear no evil, though I am in this valley of despair, darkness, or death. I will fear no evil because you are with me, your rod and your staff. Uh, we've just read that we are being led down the path of righteousness that the Lord is uh, walking with us through. And now in this little passage, we see that although we are in the valley of death, where evil ones are, there is no fear because the Lord is leading us through these paths of righteousness. And he's doing that in two ways or with two things, with his rod and his staff. So I think that's an interesting look there. So we, in the first half, we have the confession uh, you know, the, the Lord is leading us in righteousness. And then we have in the middle here the reality that we're in the valley of the shadow of death. We're in the deep, dark depths of darkness. Um, and yet we fear no evil because it is in these valleys where evil plays. Um, we fear no evil because it is the Lord who is actually with us in the presence of this evil, leading us in righteousness with his rod and his staff, and they comfort me. And I did a little look into the rod and staff thing. Uh, rod is the word shevet, uh, and it, in other places it seems to be used for correction or discipline, 
And staff is a little more shaky. Staff can be a divine divineer's wand, a shepherd's lead. And uh, it seems that what the staff indicates is a little bit dependent on who's actually holding it. If it's a king's staff, it's more of a symbolic instrument. If it's a shepherd's staff, it's a practical instrument. So it's practical for our purposes because we already know the Lord is compared to the shepherd here. Uh, and we're moving on. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Anoint my head with oil. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Again, this just kind of brings me back to maybe some of that Eden language. We're with God in the uh, goodness, you know, mercy all the days of my life surrounding me. And the, one of the more interesting phrases, preparing a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So we're in the valley being led down righteous, righteous tr- paths, and the Lord sets a table, uh, table indicative of peace, meal, fellowship, friendship in the presence of the evil ones. But we're walking with the Lord, so there is no fear. It's interesting uh, here, this little passage. Thanks for listening. Let me know what you think. We'll see you tomorrow.